I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast for today's interview episode as Ryan Roberts will be speaking with J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina, a guy that has risen up draft boards and is currently being projected as a first-round prospect. We're going to get to that interview very shortly and getting to hear that conversation between Ryan and J.C. Before we do, though, folks, I want to talk to you about Bet Online. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as schools make their way towards the madness. The tournament is coming and so is their $100,000 bracket madness contest as BetOnline is the spot to be for all of your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And I also have to talk to you folks about eBay and how they're an amazing sneaker marketplace. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe that you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the the pair that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Now let's get to that interview with JC Horn. Now joining the show, an old friend of the show has been on with us before, um, had wrote an article about him in the summer, JC Horn. If anybody follows me on Twitter at Rise and Drift, they know that since the summer, I have been touting this young man as cornerback one for the 2021 NFL draft for a long time. So luckily, since I was so nice to JC, he, he agreed to come back on. And uh, I you know, genuinely appreciate his time, especially during this crazy draft process that is abnormal to everyone, as is it as if it's not exhausting to begin with. Uh, JC is obviously training for it. I still believe that he is the best defensive back in this entire draft. And I'm excited to see him come draft day when he goes top 10 or 15 and people are finally like, oh, makes sense. He he was probably right about that one. So JC, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you taking some time. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I'm I'm glad to be here. You, you caught it from day one. So no, not when it happened, you got a, you got a lot of pool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I, I made a I made a good call of that one in the summer. You know, I, I felt like a lot of people were looking at just the box score. Like we've talked about this before, right? It's like you hadn't had an interception yet in the first two years, and people assume 
He doesn't have good ball skills. He can't create turnovers, which when you watch the film, you know that they're, they're steering clear of number one. So let's, uh, let's be honest there. And then you had that breakout game. It was one of my highlights of the season, man. That game against South Carolina, game against against Auburn, against Seth Williams, big matchup that everybody was looking forward to. You come down with two interceptions. I think you had like five or six pass breakups, like just an insane game. So let's start there. That game, the game that I was waiting for, because I, I had said in the article that I wrote about you, the minute that this young man gets an interception, gets the first one on the board, people are going to start to turn around. It happens. Right. That game, take me through just <clears throat> the mindset during that, because you were in a zone that I, w- I would argue, not only just defensive backs, but any player in this year's draft in general, I don't think that there was a more impressive performance than what you put on against Auburn. So just take me through that game and what it felt like to just be in that zone. Um, well, I knew going into the game, going into the week, um, Seth Williams, you know, a great receiver. He had a big 50-50 ball guy. Mm-hmm. And I knew Bo Nix trusted him. So I knew I was going to have my opportunity to make plays on the ball. So going into the week, uh, my defensive coordinator at first just told me follow him in the red zone, make sure I'm on 18 side. Uh, the reason he wanted me to follow him the whole game is because they go real fast. But uh, Friday night, I was watching a lot of film. Uh, in the hotel, and I called our other corner who started, uh, John Dixon. And I told him, wherever you see 18 go, just go the opposite way. I'm going to just follow him the whole game. Because uh, I knew, like I said, I, I needed a big game. A lot of people didn't think I had ball skills. I knew I was going to have opportunities uh, versus Auburn. And, man, we went into the game, and we did that. And, you know, the rest is history. They just, they just threw a lot of passes my way, and I was able to get my hands on a lot of the balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, there's been a lot of impressive performances for you, in my opinion, over the last couple of years. I even loved the game that you had against Kyle Pitts a bunch. You know, you were matched up. Another game where people are like, oh, JC, you know, didn't look that great. I'm like, they completed one back shoulder ball on him with a 6'6 tight end who's going top 10 probably. I mean, for me, I saw you get super physical with him. I thought I saw you ragdoll him a couple of times. Talk to me a little bit just about the SEC conference. Obviously, guys that we just talked about, Seth Williams, Kyle Pitts, we're seeing guys like Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell on a week-in, a week-out basis. The ability for you to match up against some of the best receivers in all of college football and be tested on a weekly basis in such a great conference like the SEC. Uh, yeah, man, the SEC, definitely a tough, tough conference. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts, great player. Uh, one of my guys, that was, that was one of my toughest matchups. But, you know, like like you said, people people see one play and then base the whole game on that. you you're a guy who really tapped into the film, so you know how the game went. But I'm glad you brought that up about how tough the SEC conference is. When you look at it in man-to-man coverage, I never I never got beat deep my whole career. And I don't think it's no other corner that can say that in the SEC or the nation who haven't gave up no no deep go ball their whole, whole career and press man-to-man. So I feel like when you're doing that against the best receivers, then uh, the film will speak for itself. Yeah. And one thing I love about you, JC, we talked about this the first time, the fact that you spent so much time inside at nickel and now you've played inside, you've played outside. For me, you're that guy that can literally follow the best receiver wherever he lines up. That's what I envision as your pathway next, like next level. Devontae Adams is outside. Hey, next play is in the slot. JC Horn can follow him. Like that's kind of my mindset. Talk to me about how important, that experience playing nickel has been and the ability to work both inside and outside. Yeah. Um, so coming into college, um, I was just, I was one of the biggest DBs coming in. Uh, I started 
at camp, I started playing good and I was outside. And when I, my coach saw how fast I was picking up the defense and Nickel being a complex position, he just threw me in there. And um, I wasn't a big fan of it at first, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he did do that because, like you said, now I feel comfortable playing inside and outside. You know, you know, Sha Smith, one of the best receivers in the draft, he was a slot guy. And all our all our battles this year was in the slot because he was in the slot. So, you know, I'm real comfortable in the slot, real comfortable outside. Um, Elijah Moore, one of the best player receivers in the draft, guarded him in the slot this year. Um, I've been outside on Kyle Pitts. I guarded Devontae Smith on the, on the island. So, you know, I got every type of body of work, and I feel like, you know, easily I'm the most versatile DB in the job. Like like you said, I didn't play the whole season in the slot. Played outside, played some safety. This year I even played Dom. We went to see uh, – I mean, we played AM. and had a big tight end. I was at Dom guarding him. So I feel like I could just do it all. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's that's going to be my role at the next level as well. Mm-hmm. And I know when we talked, JC, you know, the first time around, we talked about why South Carolina was the best fit for you. And you, you talked about Coach T-Rob and – Obviously, now he's going up to Miami, and, and there was obviously a lot of coaching changes with Coach Muschamp uh, being being let go during the season. Can you just talk to me about that, you know, just the, the transitional period and then your ultimate decision to opt out of the last few games of the season? Uh, yeah, man, this year was a rough year um, for the team. You know, uh, T-Rob and Muschamp, you know, two, two of my favorite coaches ultimately got let go, but that wasn't really my my main reason to opting out. You know, a lot of people – I seen it much time got fired in, I opted out and just threw that, threw that as the reason. But, you know, going into Ole Miss week was my, which was my last game. Um, my, both my grandparents that came down with COVID, um, my little brother and sister did, and my aunt, um, who was already sick, she had came down with it. And, um, you know, I just talked, I talked to T-Rob and much time throughout that week. I was letting them know what was on my mind and they knew the situation. And uh, the Friday at the hotel, uh, my mom came there and found out my aunt was doing pretty bad and was on the breathing machine and she had broke down. Um, and that's really when I made a decision like that. Cause I knew after the season, I was going to have to go train. So I wasn't going to have time to spend time with my family. And um, yeah. so that's when I made a decision. And after the game, I let T-Rob much time know and they knew the situation and they, they was, they was with it. They was, but um, the next day, coincidentally, much time got fired. Right. And um, I opted out and everybody thought, that was a reason, but I had made a decision to opt out before he had even got fired. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's why I, gl- I was glad. I, I think you did a sit down with Jordan Reed and you kind of had put that out there. And I was glad that that was being dispelled because I feel like a lot of, you know, you know how fans are on Twitter sometimes, man. Like just, yeah. you know, jump to conclusions. Like you said, I know they were saying a lot of things about you and Izzy, unfortunately. And I'm, I'm glad that you put that out there and that the truth came out in the situation. So now, mm-hmm kind of looking forward here, you made the decision to enter the draft. I kind of had a feeling you were going to, you know, just based upon the player you are, obviously. But through that process, how important was your dad in that decision? Because it's not a typical situation, right? Like usually, obviously, your support system. Like you're going to talk to your parents about a big decision like that. But your dad's someone who has been through the draft process, has been in the NFL. So obviously, he has a different insight than most parents would have just, so just the importance of your support system and your father kind of in general. Um, you know, it's really important, you know, especially in a big moment like this, you know, having having my dad on my side, you know, I was real grateful. Um, what really came down to the decision, uh, 
talking to my chef, T Rob. You know, from day one, they told me when I came in, uh, we we always gonna be honest with you. If we feel like you're a first round guy. You know, we're gonna let you know and let you know the end of the job. And you know, just talking to them, um, that's that's what they that's the information they gave me. We think you're a first round guy. You know, a top fifteen, top twenty guy. So we think it's in your best interest to leave. And then talking to my dad, you know, he know football been my been my dream forever. So it was really it was really a no brainer. Um, this year was just all about getting the right tape, you know, improving my game. Um, and I feel like I made a super big jump from sophomore to junior year. And um, I feel like it was just the right time to, to declare for the draft. Yeah. And I should have asked you probably this a minute ago, but when you talked about Coach uh, T. Rob, who obviously I think is one of the best defensive back coaches in all of college football, he's going over to Miami. So for any, I have a little bit of a Miami hurricane following a little bit, JC. So for for that, for those fans out there that are just interested to see what they have in Coach uh, Coach T. Rob coming in, what type of uh, coach is he? What type of person is he? And how excited should the Miami Hurricane fans be? Um, I think they should be very excited. Uh, they're very very lucky to get a coach like T. Rob. Um, I think easily he's one. Of, he's the best de- defensive back coach um, in college. If you just look at his pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the Florida DBU days, Quincy Wilson, Brandon Hargrave, Jalen Tabor, he got all those guys there, and uh, he just does does great with his DBs. Me and Izzy um, developed us like crazy from day one to now. Um, and then as a person, you know, he he can relate well with the DBs in the room. Uh, he's a funny guy. Uh, always always come to the facility, um, to the building with same energy. You know. He's a real upbeat guy. He's a he also a guy that develops you off the field as a man. Uh, he helped me take a lot of jumps from coming a boy to a man. So, you know, I feel like they got the best defensive back coach in the nation. And he going that's his hometown also, Miami. So they got some ballers down there. So I feel like he's gonna get in some great DBs. Absolutely. And for all of you that don't know, J- uh, JC was kind enough to join me right after a workout. So he really, you know, put aside some time, which I really appreciate. JC, where now, have you been working out at? Where, where is where have you been training for that pro day, and then ultimately to make that big jump? Um, I'm in Orange County, California, um, training at Proactive Sports, uh, one of the best training facilities. Um, and you know, I'm really just focusing on on the basics: um, lifting, you know, running, trying to get ready for the forty, trying to stay loose. Um, you know, when when a day comes, I think I think I'm gonna shock a lot of people with my numbers. So I'm excited for pro day. And, and when is Pro Day, JC? Uh, March 24th, South March 24th. Carolina. Awesome. Yeah. And can, can you give us – you don't have to if you don't want to, but can you give us a little preview on some of those numbers? Any chance? Uh, you know, 225, I'm looking at 20-plus. Um, vert, 38, 39, 40. You know, in those ranges, uh, 40s, low 4-4, 4-3. So, oh. I, I think I think I'm going to shock a lot of people. I don't, I don't think they know it's coming, so – well, just keep shocking them, man. It's just like in the summer, you know, people had you like the hundred and something rated player and now everybody's mocking you in the top 15, like you're saying. So just keep shocking people, man. I love it so much. Uh, JC, I know a big part of this, this process, you know, on top of the combine prep is you're lifting every day. You're work, um, you're doing field work. You're doing, I'm sure combine question prep, you know, for the interviews and all that good stuff as well. Uh, For that part of the process, the talking with the, with the teams, are there uh, some teams that you've talked to at this point already? And just how have those conversations been going? Yeah, I, um, I talked to a lot of teams. And uh, that's really my favorite part of the process. You know, me being a football guy, 
um, and tapped into the film. I, I can't wait to get with the coaches and just talk ball. And um, like, like, like I said, that's, that's my favorite part of the process, man, just talking ball with them and, you know, just, just sharing knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And I know those, those conversations are probably mostly just kind of like they know each other a little bit at this point to start out with, but that's, that's one of my favorite part of the process. This is why I love to do these interviews and just talk to people and, you know, just talk ball in general for people now though, the JC, because I will say if I'm drafting you, you're playing press man 90 plus percent of the time for me that, I mean, you're, you have the best press man technique in my opinion, in the entire draft, you're patient, you're physical, you have great hands at the line of scrimmage. Do you think that that is the best spot for you? Or do you think that you're a guy that can play a multitude of different, uh, of, uh, different coverages, whether it be zone-based or man-based? Uh, most definitely. I feel like, you know, press man is my strong suit. You know, that's what I hang my hat on, press man, uh, being physical, you know, just having a good knowledge and feel for the game. So me being in press man 90% of the time, I love that. But, you know, I feel like I, I also can play, you know, multiple coverages. Like like I said, just being a versatile guy. You can put me in a nickel in a run game. Um, I did that most of my freshman year. You can put me at safety. I can control the defense. I got reps at that. And then that corner, cover two, cover three, whatever whatever we playing, you know, I feel like I have, you know, the mentality and the body type and all the athletic ability to do whatever a team need me to do. But if I could choose, I want to play press man the whole game. I love it, man. And I, I think if a, if, a, if a team drafts you to not play press man, I think that's a disservice to you. So out there, I mean, most teams are playing press man 90% of the time anyway now, at least some type of man-to-man. Sure. Cover, so. Um Last couple of questions I have for you. I know since you're from a football family, you've been around the game for a long time, but was there a moment for you the first time that, Hey, it was like a reality. Like I could do that. I could play it. I could play at the NFL level. I could do that. And just mm-hmm. what type of blessing is it to now think about that? You're so close to that dream. Oh uh, man, it's actually crazy. Cause I don't really, I can't really find a moment like that. Cause I always felt like, you know, that I was going to go to the NFL. Like, I didn't even look at it as the NFL. I just looked at it as the highest level of football. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was talking to my, my one of my homeboys about it uh, yesterday. He was he had kind of asked me the same thing, and I told him. I just all looked at it with a clear eye view, man. It, it still don't even feel like I'm getting ready to go to the NFL. I'm just focused on the next big thing. I'm ready to be back in the locker room, uh, be back just playing a game I love, man. I'm not even too much, you know, focused on the draft or anything like that. I'm just focused on getting back to football, but you know, football has just been that's that's my whole life. Uh, it's not really one monumental moment that made me feel like I could play. I just feel like I've always been the best at it, and I'm gonna try to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And I know you you mentioned a couple of the guys are in the draft this year from from South Carolina, obviously Shy and Izzy and all those guys. Have you been in contact with them during this process, or have you kind of just been doing your own thing? No, for sure. You know, I talked I talked to Shy, you know, probably weekly. Um, Izzy, I, I talk to Izzy every day. You know, that's my guy. Um, but, you know, we all keep in contact with each other. Um, you know, it ain't, it ain't many of us. Uh, we didn't we didn't have a lot of wins. So we we just ready to get to the league, you know, show our talent, and, um, you know, dominate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And last question I have for you, the most cliche question that I'm going to ask you today, because it's going to be something that you're asked a million times. This, You know, I'm sure if you probably have already been asked it a bunch, but if not, it'll be something quite frequent. The question is, J.C. Horn's drafted to my organization. The minute that he steps foot in the door, what type of player, what type of person am I getting? Um, getting a, you're getting the best, best defensive player in the draft, in my opinion. 
uh, the most versatile defender. Um, can line up anywhere. Again, a guy who, who put the game first. Um, Flag like got the best football IQ in the job. You know, you're just getting the, the best overall all-around prospect. You know, a guy who's going to be do everything right, be an alpha male, um, you know, take over the locker room, and you know, just be a do-it-all guy. I love it. I love it. Again, J.C. Horn, former South Carolina star, defensive back now, 2021 NFL draft prospect. J.C., appreciate it again, man, so much. You're just squeezing some time in here. I know it's incredibly busy, but I am just so grateful that you gave me the opportunity. Wishing you the best of luck, and not only that pro day, but but when uh, April comes around, man. Really rooting for you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.